This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Let's stay with matters illegal, shall we? And, uh, well, the former public protector, Busisiwe Mkwebani, has said that she will challenge her axing from office by the, um, pre- by the president, Cyril Ramaphosa. Advocate uh, Mkwebani took uh, to social media um, X yesterday, uh, yeah, that's formerly known as Twitter, uh, to react to the president's letter dated September 12th. She says that she wishes that uh, she could see the concomitant efficiency that was used to remove her from office applied to ending load shedding. Clearly said there, tongue firmly in cheek, a bit of uh, shade throwing there. She described her axing from office as an injustice that was committed on Steve Biko Day and said that she will challenge it legally through review processes. Well, legal expert on the line, Richard Chamali. Uh, good morning to you. Is it Chamali or Chamali? Sorry, I beg your pardon. Uh, no worries, TT. It's Kwebali, so you can give me my BEE credentials. Kwebali. <laughs> <laughs> right, nice try. Shomali, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, TT. Shomali, great stuff. Um, so let's talk about what actually uh, the public or the former public protector here. What avenues are still open to her in terms of challenging her removal? There's, I mean, because there's three. Oh, how many elements here? Firstly, there's the element of the Section 194 Committee's findings, which is then subsequently what was submitted to Parliament, and then they had their vote. So there was a Section 194 Committee uh, outcome, then there was a vote in Parliament, then there's the President's decision to effectively rubber stamp a decision of Parliament. Where are the legal avenues open for her then? Well, you've, you've mentioned all three, but mm. the, the obvious one would be the, the committee report or, um, itself, mm. because that was the thing that the other decisions were based on. So it's likely she'll take that on first, uh, to, and because otherwise she'd have to go back onto all three steps. So it's, it's going to be an uphill climb for her, because if you've read the report, all 404 pages, uh, it's, it's quite considered. And the review is not like a, an appeal where you say they made the wrong decision. A review is where you have to show that they didn't apply their minds properly or that there was a procedural flaw, which is, in this case, a lot more difficult to prove. Mm. Mm. Right. So, I mean, uh, yeah, so if, if that is the root of it, I guess you say, I mean, it's very little that she can do about uh, uh, what the president's decision in the end was, which, as I said, effectively uh, rubber stamping a decision of parliament. Um, so on, on what basis would you she be able to challenge the Section 194 proceedings? It would have to be on the fact that I would imagine that, uh, you know, did they um, f- fairly apply their own rules? And yes. what would be open to the court in terms of the kind of orders they could make against that process? Well, the, the court would only be able to order that uh, the report is either valid or that it must be set aside for whatever mm. reason they find that the committee didn't apply its mind. Mm. And you would have noticed from the, the, the way that this has been prepped up over the last couple of months, the big issue is the legal representation, which mm. she's having mm. a... Uh, difficulty with saying that that she wasn't allowed her own re- legal representation because it wasn't funded, and that's what one of the core arguments is probably going to be. Does her right to legal representation, which was granted to her by the court in the Western Cape, um, ex- 
extent to the point that it must be funded mm. or uh, is she just allowed to have whatever legal representation she mm. wants to have as long as she funds it herself? That's going to be one of the core issues, I believe. Right. So he, the other thing then would be to be that it seems like uh, uh, what is the point actually of her going this route? Because let's assume that, uh, I mean, it could be that, uh, you know, it's in terms of reputation, looking to clear her own reputation that uh, she's going this route because her term ends in a month's time. She cannot serve another term. So what would be the effect, even if she were to get a positive uh, outcome in this matter? There's been a lot said about uh, the benefits that uh, perhaps she may stand to lose. Is that in fact the case that there, there is that at stake? Well, two things. The one is that her her benefit is probably, well, the benefit of going through this route is, is probably, as you say, reputational risk. And who knows, maybe she has political ambitions in the future. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's difficult to tell without being in the mind of the person, you know, what their actual objectives are. As, to, as far as the gratuity, you know, you've, you've heard that 10 million rand payout. That's going to be a big fight, I believe, as well, because if you look at the service conditions of the public protector, it mentions on the vacation of office. Now, whether that vacation is by being fired or by your term expiring or by death, it's not specific. So it may it may well be that she's still entitled to those benefits upon being fired. And in fact, if I were her, I'd probably argue that uh, and and still lay claim to that 10 million mm. or so that that I'm owed. But uh, that's that's also likely to become another another sticking point. It's just that there's nothing specific to say that she's not entitled to the benefits now mm. that she's been fired. Uh, and I mean, could there be a move on some part? Uh, I mean, I guess it would have to come from the quarters of politicians uh, or from Parliament uh, to to move that she loses whatever benefits uh, she may be entitled to. Oh yes, I think uh, it's going to be very politically astute for uh, a few, especially opposition political parties, to mm. to make that fight. I mean, it would be a it would be a positive fight for them to have uh, in light of an election year coming up. So mm. it's like that's low hanging fruit for them to take. That's a legal expert, Richard Kamali. <laughs> Shamali, thank you so much for talking to us. Good to see you, Titi. All the best, man. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.